Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents, brought to you by Grove Collaborative. You can download this podcast on iTunes and Google Play Music. I'm your host, Meredith, from That's Inappropriate. And I'm your host, Tiffany, from Juggling the Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember we are not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give you, you can take or leave because it's most likely crap. So welcome to Take It or Leave It. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we have Brooke Wilkerson from Coffee and Chaos blog. We will talk mom fails, trending parenting news, other people's kids, and is your marriage 50-50? Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss previous, current, or upcoming episodes like next week's episode where Tiffany and I get very personal and open up about some things that we have yet to share publicly. We are here because we've all struggled as moms. Anyone who says they haven't is a big lie bagger. So let's start the show with a mom fail moment. Hello, is Brooke there? Brooke is here. Hi, Brooke. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yes, this is Brooke Wilkerson from the Coffee and Chaos blog. And we are so excited to have you here on the show today. And we thought, what better way to to introduce you to everyone than have you tell them how you have failed as a mother? (laughs) (laughs) Just one? Because there's so many, right? Yeah, I think we have time for one, though. (laughs) Okay, so actually, I have one um, just from yesterday. So I, my daughter rides the bus and some things have happened and I've decided I don't want her riding the bus anymore. So in order to make her not think she's being punished, I decided to tell her that the bus broke down. Bus broke down. You know, I don't know when it's going to get fixed. I'm just going to have to take you. And I'll be daggone if yesterday morning, the first day I'm taking her to school, we get directly behind her bus (laughs) in the bus number. And she's like, mommy, it's fixed working. <laughs> then I, I had to lie some more and I was like, oh no, no, they're just doing a test drive. You know, they got a test drive in to see what's wrong with it. Um, we're going to get ice cream after school, by the way. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. So, that is she so funny. It, but- <laughs> that reminds me of when my dad used to tell me that the ice cream truck um, only played music when it ran out of ice cream. Mm, That's so genius. That's a classic. <laughs> that, that one is a classic. I, I do feel like uh, we've used that one as well, you know, like, no, no, that means they're out. But yeah. So, so thank you for sharing. Um, yes, you are, um, definitely not alone. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. As I'm trying to prompt Tiffany to like page two, page two. Well, I had one more cool thing to say, but whatever. Oh, sorry. Okay. So Brooke, we have some questions for you. Um, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, what was it that made you des- decide to start the Coffee and Chaos blog? Ah, so um, I'm originally from Kentucky, and we moved down here in 2017 um, for my husband's job. So when we moved down here, I had closed my business that I had up in Kentucky. Uh, we had another baby, so I was a stay-at-home mom with three kids, five and under. And Mm. I was losing my mind. Heard. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't doing anything um, other than taking care of my kids. I didn't have any friends. Um, And I was, I started dealing with postpartum depression. So I started thinking about ways that I could like get out of this funk that I was in. And um, I thought, well, I'll just like start this blog and at least writing 
about these things will make me feel better. Um, and so that's why I started it. And it just kind of exploded from there. <laughs> wow. I can relate so much to that. That's almost exactly why I started as well, down to the postpartum depression and everything. Writing can be so yeah. therapeutic. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think every blogger that I've spoken to has has had at least two or three parts of that story has been samesies, right? Wow. Because we're, yeah. we're looking for friends. We're looking for somebody to say, is this normal? Mm-hmm. What do you think this rash is? <laughs> right. Is everything going to be okay? And I think okay? what's, what's really cool is that I started this blog and like all of these people come to me and they're like, oh, thank you. You've helped me so much. And I'm like, whoa, like if you guys could just realize how much you've helped me, mm. <laughs> you have no idea. That's awesome. Yeah, I, 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 it's definitely a two-way street, and I think sometimes mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of times anyway, our father, our followers don't realize <laughs> how much they help us. Yes, <laughs> agreed. I, I don't know why she's laughing. Because you said father. You said our father. Our father. <laughs> our father who art in heaven. I was trying. To- Please help me get through this podcast. <laughs> Okay, first of all, it's not my fault. I have rubber bands on my braces. <laughs> and and I, I'm supposed to wear them all the time. And so, sorry. so now it makes me it makes me kind of hiss when I speak. <laughs> okay, I gotta get it together. I'm sorry, I was gonna let it go, but then I heard Brooke giggling. I heard her too, and then I was like, shh. No, I heard Tiffany giggling and then I couldn't stop. All right. Okay, so Brooke, what's been your favorite part about this journey since you started? So probably my favorite part is that I've been able to um, give back to an organization that's important to me called PCHA. Mm. Um, It's a pediatric congenital heart association. Mm -hmm. Um, And they raise awareness for congenital heart disease and they fund research projects. Um, And all of that's important to me because my son was born with a heart defect and he had open heart surgery when he was four months old. And, um, He's doing great now. Um, he's doing like exceptionally well for a heart kid, uh, but there's not a cure and there's no like guarantee of what's to come. So um, it's the number one birth defect in the U.S. Uh, one in 100 babies are born with it. So it's just something really important that needs more funding and more research. How cool that you're able to use your platform to bring awareness to it. Like I didn't even, first of all, I didn't even know about your son and yeah. I didn't know about your involvement with this organization. So I can't wait to look into that a little bit more. Yeah. And so um, like all of the events that I'm hosting, um, like the, the mom's night out events that I'm hosting, a, a portion of the proceeds goes to PCHA. So wow. that's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. When you told me that story about your son, I was like, Oh, you know, it's, <sighs> it's, it's just, I think the one thing that, that I really learned when becoming a mom was empathy. Yes. Because I can tell you that it doesn't like I have a child that has some, you know, I have, well, I have three children, but I have one who has had some, some pretty serious issues and and things that we still deal with today. And it's, it is just easier as a human being to empathize with you now that I I'm a mom and just, you can feel all the feels with that. And sometimes that sucks, but other times it's like, no, this is, you know, we, we can bond, we can, we can, you know, go, go along this journey together. Yeah. Uh, so tell us, what has been the most surprising part of your journey? What would you say kind of made you go, holy cow? Um, 
I think probably just like how many other moms out there need to hear like the message that I send that like the whole loop, you don't have to be a perfect parent thing. Um, it's been really surprising me to me to see how hard everyone is on themselves and mm. how I'll, I'll make a video about like the most mundane thing. And everyone's like, thank you for saying it. And it's like such a like sigh of relief. And um, it's, it's kind of sad. I think that we hold ourselves to such a high expectation and we feel like we can't say certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been surprising, but I, um, I'm happy to be the one that leads the conversation. <laughs> right. Isn't it weird how us just being like our normal weirdo selves makes yes. everybody feel okay. Being truthful and sometimes I'm like, I don't know if you should be like living your life according to me. That's I don't what... know. If that's... <laughs> I'm not the best role model. I'm actually, a I don't know about that, but I'm going to go with it. <laughs> That's so awesome. But I think you're right with what you said. We we hold ourselves to a standard that's just unattainable. And so the other thing that I'd have to say that I learned about parenting was you have to lower your standards. Mm. Just yes. like in general in life with with yes. with with how seriously you take things and 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 whatnot. But so next 5 years, what's your big goal? Oh my gosh. Um this podcast is serious, Brooke. Take it as such. Right. Is this an interview? This Am next, I getting a job? Next five years. Get get serious. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I honestly don't like to plan that far out because so much is going to happen. My kids, you know, it's going to be a completely different season. Mm. Um, really, the only thing I, I have on my list is I want to finish writing my book um, and, and get that published. So yeah. that's really it. And just survive. And have happy, healthy kids. That's a good, <laughs> but that's a really good goal, right? Because you've you've started yeah. the you've started the book, yeah. so now you have to finish it. That's like a rule. And I've got five years. <laughs> and you've got five years. I've just given you five years. Look at that—the gift of time. And w- with what we do here, it's there are things happening each day that I did not expect, that I did not see coming. And yes. so it's almost impossible to plan because as soon as you yeah. do, the universe is like, Mm-mm, we're switching this yeah. up. So I fly by the seat of my pants as well, which I don't yeah. even know what that means when people say that. <laughs> I fly by the seat of my pants. It sounds awkward. Like you're just holding onto your Here bum. <laughs> Watch me bum fly. <laughs> and I think too, like if I look back at the last like 10 years of my life and like how nothing went as planned and like mm. I, I'm not at the place now at almost 30 where I thought I was going to be. So I'm kind of like, how about I just like, don't put all of this extra pressure on myself to plan that far out. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not very good at it. <laughs> Same. That's a good message too, for people. Take it easy on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brooke, where can people find you online? If they want to know more about you and they want to watch your stuff, where do they go? So Facebook is my playground. That's where I'm at the most. Um, and it's Brooke Wilkerson the coffee and chaos blog. And you can find me on Instagram at the Brooke Wilkerson and my website, brookwilkerson.com. Very cool. What is your next big event coming up? So the next big event is in Nashville um, in a few weeks with you, Tiffany and BA and Dina Blizzard. Mm -hmm. We're doing our little show. Awesome. Very cool. Well, everybody, make sure you go check out Brooke. She's amazing on a personal level and what she does on social media. So thank you so much for hanging out with us. I think, is she sticking around? Yeah. She, we're in, Brooke is going to play third wheel and Ooh. she's going to be involved in all of the segments of the show. 
And I can also tell you that I have slept in the same room as Brooke. Whoa. That's true. And we were roommates. We were roomies on a trip one time. In my hotel. She's heard me um, fart in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just saying we're close. <laughs> we are. We go way back. <laughs> Taking a sip of water and I didn't see it. <laughs> we will have to give Tiffany a second here. I th- make sure she's okay. I was, but those are things that you, when you're really, I'm just saying, you know, when you're close to somebody, they've heard you yeah. too. You I know? don't do that. So oh. I don't really know. Oh, all right. Okay. okay so today's Let's ask your husband <laughs> he does he's always asleep nine hours before i get in there he, oh. his head hits the pillow and he's out i hate that while i'm up obsessing about things that happen in seventh grade uh, how did i know you were gonna say that exact <laughs> statement because it's every woman it's time for bed why was that kid so mean to me in seventh grade <laughs> i looked so stupid at that dance <laughs> yeah okay anyway um, today's trending parenting news is brought to you by Grove Collaborative. Mm. Speaking of Grove Collaborative, I have a joke, which doesn't go together. <laughs> but today, it's fall themed. What did a tree fighting with autumn say? Hmm. I don't know. What? That's it. I'm leaving. Get it? That's terrible. Because the leaves fall and it's like... Anyway, I need that to stop. I feel like whoever is giving you these jokes. (laughs) I think they're incredible. Okay. Fortunate. Uh, So how do you know when it's officially fall? Well, for some people, it's a changing leaves (laughs) or the first day of school. For me, it's the return of Mrs. Meyer's fall seasonal scents like mum, my absolute favorite, and apple cider. Mm. This year, Miss Meyer's has released a brand new seasonal fall scent pumpkin Mm. it smells exactly how it looks clean simple and cozy the toasty scent is distinctively fall but it smells so good i would be tempted to use it year round it's funny because i'm i find myself purposely creating stains just so i'm like gotta get out my pumpkin cleaner (laughs) i used it this morning (laughs) sorry um the packaging um is pretty neat too. It looks like pumpkin pie filling. So Grove has you covered for all your cleaning and organizing needs as you head into fall. Find an amazing selection of natural household products from brands like Miss Myers, Method, and Seventh Generation. Be sure to order before October 5th. The seasonal scents will absolutely run out. If you've been thinking about trying Grove Collaborative, this is your chance. When you sign up using our link, you'll get a free fall set plus free shipping and a 60-day VIP trial. Go to grove.co, take it to get started. That's grove.co slash take it, not grove.com. All right. So today in trending news, we have a story about um, she's a celebrity. Her name is Busy Phillips. I think she was in the movie White Chicks. Um, yeah, lots of lots of stuff. She yeah. did that um, sitcom Cougar Town. I don't think I saw that. Oh, it was good. Um but she's so she's a mom, mm. and she recently told um, a magazine people parents parents. I it's a good thing one of us knows what we're talking about. <laughs> um, she told them that after her first child, she felt like she was parenting by herself, which I can relate to. However, the difference with her situation is that um, her husband at the time, who she'd been with for a long time prior to having kids, was not understanding how to be a dad. And he didn't even try. Yeah, those are that's her quote. 
She said in Parents Magazine, she said he he was uninterested in being a father. And actually, when she said, I want to have another kid, he actually said, well, then you'll have to do that on your own because I'm not pitching in. <laughs> I can go do it on my own. Is that what you want? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it, but it begs, it begs a very valid question in our marriages and in our, in our parenting, uh, you know, obviously in a, in a delightful world, everybody would be pitching in all of the time. But in my own personal experience, my husband was not really pitching in with the kids until they were toddlers. No interest in newborns, no interest in getting up at night, no interest in feeding a bottle, no interest in changing a diaper, nothing. And I let him get away with that. I don't know. Did were your husband yes. supportive and did they do all of those things? Cause Brooke. Yeah. My husband was always really nervous um, when the babies were new. Um, and then, you know, once they got like six months and older, he would be really involved and it just, it just made him nervous is all it was. So he wasn't like, I don't know, this guy kind of sounds like he was a jerk about it. Mm-hmm. My husband wasn't a jerk about it, but he was like just very uncomfortable. Like it didn't come natural to him to like be like, yeah, sure. You go do something and I'll hang out with this new baby. He wasn't like that. Uh, were you like hovering over him when he did have the baby and like trying to tell oh, no. him? No, really? You were out <laughs> no, of there. I was like, please take the baby. <laughs> it's fine. You're fine. It's going to be fine. I was, he was like, no, it's not. <laughs> um, my thing is I can understand like a guy not really understanding how to be a dad or feeling uncomfortable, worried he's going to mess up. Um, I try to take into considerations like, for example, if my husband didn't have a father growing up, so he didn't have an, an example to look up to of what being a dad looks like. And mm-hmm. so it's all literally brand new to him and he has nothing to look back on. So I can understand things like that. What I can't understand is a man just saying like, that's on you. Now, my question is, if, if you get with somebody and one of you wants a child and the other doesn't want a child, should they be obligated to be a part of the caretaking if they've already prior expressed that they don't want to do this? That's an interesting question. And I don't think that's what it was because she said it's, he didn't say that he didn't want to have kids, but he said that if we continued to have them, that the brunt of the nurturing and, and parenting would be on my plate. And that obviously is, is not the way to have a healthy marriage or, or co-parenting right? You can't parent together like that. And parenting to get like, I don't know what it's like to parent as a divorced couple because I currently still am married to my husband, but I can tell you that even being married and parenting together, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. You disagree over stuff all the time. But what I, so, but what Busy said was she said that it took massive amounts of therapy and, and like communication, talk therapy, marriage therapy to get him to understand that, look, you, we both, we kind of have to meet in the middle here with the kids. But I'd like to take a caller on this. I think, I think we should ask out there, like, what was your experience first time with a baby? Your, your first kid was your husband, you know, all hands on deck. Um, there could also be a situation where the mom was like, you know what? I don't think this is for me. I want you to take over. I'm sure that's happened. I'm sure there's been a time where that's happened. Yeah. I mean, I could see it if the mother was having some mental stuff going on after having a child. Mm -hmm. Like there was a point where I would have let the lady at the gas station take care of my kids Mm because I was so depressed. 
but I feel- and I think like I have mixed feelings about this article because I think it's good that she's like talking about it. Yes, but I also don't like that she said, "Oh, it took our second child to fix it." Because she said the the arrival of her second child that's what kind of sparked it. And I'm like, you probably should have done some therapy before then. And I would hate for people to think, "Oh, have another baby that'll fix it." Right. You know. Right. No, I don't think ever having more kids fixes anything, but no. I'm glad that they addressed the issue. I'm also glad that she was honest about the issue and opened up yeah. and talked about it because it is something that I think many, many, many um, marriages go through. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that it's a lack that the that the dad doesn't love the kids either. I think sometimes they don't know how to interact or they, they're not exactly sure and they'll just step back and not be involved until they feel like they're ready to. Yeah, but it sounded like he wasn't even willing. And that's what annoys yeah. me. Like I would have some resentment if my man was like, hey, that's on you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, then what do I need you for? You're just taking up space and eating all my food. Go. Right. Grocery bills out of control. Yeah. If, if you're not going to help, why are you here? What? What is your purpose? So let's see what, let's give, get some quotes here though. When I told him I wanted to have a second child, he said, fine, but it's all on you. She recalled that was so heartbreaking. However, something changed after the arrival of her daughter cricket in 2013. I love her name is cricket. Mm -hmm. Marriage is Mm -hmm. always hard, but especially when you have kids, you're going through, you're going to go through periods when you're not into it, but there's always has to be one person willing to fight. The 39-year-old said, I went to Mark several times and said, I cannot do this anymore. Something has to change, and it's you. That's the quote, she said. What needs to change is you. So she didn't mince words, though, at that point. She said she wanted to fix things, and it was him. Yeah, replacement. Replacement. Sorry. Okay, awesome. We have a caller. Let's – hello, Sadie. Hello. Hi, welcome to Take It or Leave It. You're calling from Indiana? Uh, Indina? I am. Indina. <laughs> where's it, Where's Indina at? Um, <laughs> Indiana. <laughs> Hello, welcome. Hi. I'm excited I got in. Yes. So what so what was what was it like after baby number 1 for you? Was it uh like wonderful? Was it a crapshoot? What do you have going on? Wonderful. Wonderful. Oh, well, tell us about it. Uh, well, my husband's a firefighter, so he was able to take off a few shifts, which turned into the full two weeks. Um, and I was able to try breastfeeding for a while and wasn't producing, so that was hard on me, but mm. he was so good. He'd get out of the bed and change him and get him ready, hand him the money, and um, take care of of everything so I could sleep or anything I needed to do. You just get him ready for me and hand him on over. Does he have a brother? (laughs) You're married. (laughs) Oh No, he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing to have that kind of support during that time. Oh, it was was great. And how many kids do you have? I have two, a boy and a girl. Boy and a girl. What are their ages? Uh, two and a half and one. Oh, bless your heart. You got the toddlers. <laughs> yes, you got girl. a case of the toddlers. I'm there with you, oh, sister. Yeah. And so is Brooke. Brooke, what yes. is your what is your age range? Um, my oldest two, they're going to turn six, three. And then I have a 15-month-old. Yeah. 
You guys. Bananas. Who thought that was a good idea to have them so close together? Uh huh. Alcohol? No, I don't know. I don't know that that's true. Well, thank you so much for calling in. I'm so glad that you had a, a great experience with your babies and and with your husband. He sounds like a delight. And no, Tiffany, you can't oh. have him. Boo. I got lucky. Kidding. That's for sure. Wow. Well, you have a great day in Indiana. I bet you're enjoying the fall weather. I am. Uh, All the windows are open. We're uh, loving it. You just need some Grove pumpkin scent there cleaner. You go. <laughs> oh, I'm just I, I do the Grove. She I, grows. I the apple cider. Yes, I do love apple cider. Well, thanks so much for calling in. We truly appreciate you taking the time to reach out. Oh, I love it. My my husband doesn't like me watching you guys. I keep ordering stuff. Oh, <laughs> oh my, oh my, oh my. Like, what, what else is she getting here to order? <laughs> I, I don't know. Check back next month. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, awesome. thank you so much for calling in. Tell your husband we love him. Thank you. Yes. And to call us. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. I love you, Sadie. Thanks All for right. calling. Bye. Oh, yeah, bye. <laughs> I always have to make it weird at some point. Sorry. <laughs> this poor guy. I know. And of course, he's a firefighter, too. So Tiffany's like, is his calendar out? When can I see him? He probably has some good friends. He probably has some good Listen, firefighter friends. I love my husband. I'm just kidding. I know. But I, hearing about that kind of support is definitely attractive. It is. Yeah. And do you know what, though? I think it just takes time. Some. I think it just takes just like, because, okay, let me rephrase this. Back when you were talking about how sometimes dads don't know how to be dads mm-hmm. because either they didn't have a role model or whatever was going on, I I think it's just as hard for moms to figure out how to be moms because I don't really think any of us have any clue as right. to what we're doing. Right. However, I do think something innate comes from within motherhood mm-hmm. and kind of takes over your body and is like, no, I must take care of all of the things now forever in perpetuity. <laughs> and this is my realm and I will dominate. <laughs> and I think sometimes that can be very intense to the husband. Right. Where they're probably looking at her like, oh my gosh, she's going to scream again. <laughs> that makes what? sense. So I think sometimes we put out that vibe yeah. of like, if you put that diaper on wrong. Yes. I will cut you with a knife. I get it. So I think sometimes that happens. But I can tell you that my husband eventually, when they started into that toddler sphere, he was kind of like, oh, they're fun and cute. Like, we could totally go play and hang out and do things. Mm. And it is attractive Mm -hmm. when you watch them. We were at my nephew's birthday party last weekend, and my husband was playing pool with about 12 kids. They were all gathered around him like he was the coolest thing ever, right? And they were playing pool. And I was like, that's my man. I'm going to do him oh, later. Oh, my. Sorry. Oh, oh, my. Not it's, you. It's okay. It was a Saturday. So that was probably on the schedule already. Um, <clears throat> so anyway. I think the plus side, there's a, there's an upside. So like if you have more than one kid, um, like when I had second baby and third baby, my husband was like, oh, let me take the toddlers. So, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. he would take them. And then it was just me and baby. And so mm-hmm. that was that was all right. He I, was more than willing to get them. I think that it's important for like moms who aren't getting what they need support wise from their spouse for them to communicate because oftentimes, especially after having a new baby, our hormones are out of control, like you said. And so I found that when I opened up to my husband, like, look, I know you're not a mind reader, so I'm going to write this down and spell it out. This is what I need from you right now. And Mm -hmm. it changed things for me um, to open up that dialogue. So it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to deny help when you don't want it. Um, just communication, I think. 
Yeah, she goes on in the article to basically say, you know, we've had a lot of serious discussions and counseling. He uh, He's incredibly participatory now in a way I don't think he could have imagined before. We're a work in progress, but trying our best, and that's all anybody can do. And that's why I wanted to talk about this, because mm-hmm. it's not uncommon. It's like when we talked on last week's podcast when we were talking about, you know, people fight, couples fight, married people fight. It's not uncommon right. to fight. And I think people sometimes obsess over it. And it's like, oh, my gosh, we fight more than everybody else on the planet. And it's like, probably not. Right. So that is – it's good that they're talking about this. And I, th- I think it's a good conversation. I think it's a good conversation to have. So, yeah. So I'm glad they're doing better. Mm. And I think if you're struggling, take Tiffany's advice. They're not mind readers. Get a firefighter. No, that's not the advice. Sorry. (laughs) If if you need a firefighter for an emergency, call 911. If you need your husband to pitch in more with with doing diapers, ask him for help. I don't think they're going to... Right. I don't think they're going to... Don't call a firefighter to change a diaper. Okay? I, maybe maybe do that. Listen. I don't know. That might be a good idea. I called the police one time and my son had a bloody nose. <gasps> oh, my... And they showed up and they said, we don't do respond this. to bloody noses. <laughs> you did not. That's I not swear. A story. It's a bit... And then she document. told her husband, she was like, look, I'm going to need you to help because yeah. this is what's happening. Oh <laughs> I'm gosh. calling the cops. <laughs> I was panicking. <laughs> that's intense and i like to um in that article i like that she told everybody that they went to marriage counseling because i feel like probably everyone could use that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah absolutely uh getting an outside unbiased opinion i think is a great idea because it's hard to see the other person's side sometimes when you're in the yeah i'm gonna win this argument mode right we talked about that that last week too yes we're gonna do a little bit more marriage talk um in a bit but first um, we're going to be talking about some parenting crap, which is brought to you by FabFitFun subscription box. FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. Uh, one of the reasons I love FabFitFun is because each season, since the fall of 2015, they provided charitable contributions to a specific charity that support and empower women. It retails for $49.99, but always has a value of over $200. Use coupon code TAKEIT for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. Yes. So in parenting crap, we're going to talk about a touchy topic, other people's kids, Mm. which can get dicey, okay? Because everybody thinks their kid is the best at like everything, and the truth is they're not. Mm. But uh, we, we do end up interacting with other people's kids. And I was a teacher for 13 years. So I can tell you that there's plenty of turds out there. <laughs> um, I had them in my class. Um, and there's plenty of delightful, uh, d- well-mannered, wonderful kids. Mine. Yours. Um, but here's the thing. First of all, control is an illusion. We literally have control over nothing. We think we do, yes. right? But he- here's my question to everybody. And we'll end up taking a call on each of these because I think that there are points to be made on either side. Here's the question that was written in. I don't like my kid's friend's behavior. What should I do? So here, so we're going to pose this question. I'm gonna, everybody's going to get a turn to answer and tell me what they were going to do. And then we'll take a caller. So Brooke. What would we tell this woman? She's saying, I don't like my kid's friend's behavior. What should I do? Um, I think it depends on what the behavior is. Like if it's just like they, they do something annoying, then we probably just let that slide. But if it's like 
something more serious where they're like rubbing off on our kid and not being an influence. Like I'm not going to hesitate to like cut that tie. <laughs> That's mm. just me. So I you, think it just depends on what it is. You would remove a friend. Yeah. If, if it to. was, if it was like serious enough. Okay. Tiff. Um, it's tricky. Two out of three of my kids are two and three years old and they don't even know. They just punch each other and pull each other's hair. They right. You know what I mean? There's nothing I could do about that. But as far as Aubrey, um, I thought of two examples immediately. She has one friend who is a sweet angel um, and she's so kind. She's the kind of uh, friend that doesn't have a lot of friends because she's so nice and genuine. Mm. Um, but Aubrey's her friend and I adore her and I'm like, let's have a sleepover. She has another friend who's like a millionaire. And mm. so Aubrey is always like, Jessica just got a new iPhone XS and to call her friends. Can I have one? And then I find myself like, girl, like you don't even eat your dinner. Like you don't even, you won't eat vegetables yet. You can't call your friends whenever you want. So I try to steer her in the direction um, of like the poor friend. Oh, good Lord. Mainly David. is what I go for so that, you know what I mean? It's not comparing. But the humble. Yeah, the humble that's what friend. I meant. That's why I thought I said that. That's what I meant. You did. Right. Okay. I heard it. <laughs> right, right. Okay. So, but here's the thing. We all at some point are going to have to deal with a friend. We had a situation as well with my daughter where a friend handed her a party invitation and then my daughter said something to the girl about about the party, asked her a question about the party. And then the girl said, you know what? I changed my mind. And she took the invitation back. Mm-mm. Uh-huh. And so I had to have a long conversation with my daughter about proper etiquette, manners, and things that we – things that are important in our friendships and – how sometimes it's just okay to not be friends with somebody. Don't be rude. Don't be nasty. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to be friends with everybody. And if there's an issue, you know, come to me and we'll we'll chat we'll chat about it. But that was that was a tough conversation to have to explain to her that not everybody is going to be super sweet to you. You know, life is not a box mm. of chocolates. I just want to keep my kids in the house forever and not let them outside. I know, in a bubble. It, it's hard not to dropkick kids when they're being mean to your babies. I know, and people frown on, yeah, on that it's for weird. some reason. So let's take a caller. I was- I, I'd like to take a caller, and I'd like somebody to tell me a situation where they had to talk to their kid about their fr- child's friend's behavior. Um, and obviously you don't have to tell us names. We don't know your, we don't know that we don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but we're just saying, um, you know, t- tell us what happened and how you dealt with the situation. Cause I do find it interesting because we like to think we have control over our kids and then therefore we have control over the people they're going to become friends with. But that's absolutely not true. Mm. I'm sorry, t- Tiffany. We don't. This is depressing. It's, it's a control is an illusion. I think our kids aren't fully like old enough for us to fully understand that. Right. I <laughs> yeah. I'm I sorry. We do I, have control. I, you do. <laughs> I guess you do. That's right. But my like 13 year old. But you're right. It's, yeah. it's fleeting. The control is yeah. fleeting. And yeah. so it's tough. It is. T- it's very tough. This is probably a good thing for parents of teenagers to hear this conversation. Yes. Like what if they're feeling like. I don't know what to do about my kids' friends because I can't really relate to this yet, but you have experience mm-hmm. in this area. Well, a tidbit. I've dipped my toes in it. All right. We've got Kelly here from New York who has four 
children. Ooh. Kelly? Hello. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Hi. Hi. I got through again. Yay. <laughs> All right. So Kelly from New York with four children yeah. who apparently needs to play the lottery because <laughs> she's yeah. a lucky duck. Give me a sitch where you were appalled by your kid's friend's behavior. Um. Well, I have. let me start it off. I have a 21, a 17, a 14, and a 9-year-old. Um, That's a gamut. So... My, right now, I'm dealing with my 17-year-old who got his license and thinks he rules, you know, everything. Mm. Um, it's more harder for me to keep track where he is when I know he's hanging out with certain friends. GPS. Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's kind of like I'm chasing him, and I, I know what he's doing, and it scares me to death. Mm. So, and it's hard for me to relate because I am the younger mom of the group. Right. So I, I like want to call the parents, but then I don't want to embarrass my son. Right. It's, that's that's the hard situation that I'm in. And he's close to 18, so it's almost like yep. I'm sure he's using that all the time. I'm going to be an adult in four weeks. You're not the boss of me. <laughs> then act like an adult. That's my, Ooh, got <laughs> that's my good thing. Yep. But my 21-year-old, he did things, but he did it quietly and <laughs> didn't get caught. So, so I'm like, I don't have to know every tiny little detail. Wow. And and one big, one big, one big thing I always want to say is I'm always that mom who, as soon as something happens, I say, what did you do? Mm. Because I'm not that, I'm not that mom, not my kids, because I'm the first one to say, right. You know, I sit them down. What, you know, what the H did you do? What the H? So the H child. Do you think it's a product yeah. of his surroundings? Do you think it's the people that hang out with him and influence him? And if so, absolutely, absolutely. But my seventeen-year-old is very impressionable, and you know he's the popular one. He's the varsity football player. So, oh. it's, so it's, in your you experience, know, in your experience though, with having four, you know had you know you have four, if mm-hmm. you tell your one of your kids you under no yep. circumstances can hang out with that child. Is that mm-hmm. going to make them want to hang out with them more? And are you going to catch them with that kid? Absolutely. Hang out more. Yeah. that's. What I, I, I did it. I went through it as a child. My 17 yeah. year old friend that I could not hang out with. And I was with them every day. I think so be prepared. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the tough thing too, is because I think sometimes we think that we can just be like, I abolish this friendship. Mm-hmm. Right. You have, <laughs> You are not, it it is done. It is written in the books. And then they're like, okay, mommy. And then out they go. And it's on, then you catch them Snapchatting in the woods at a bonfire party. Shenanigans, (laughs) shenanigans, shenanigans. So I, I don't think that that banning ever helps. Brooke, what are your thoughts? Are you Uh, dreading when your kids become teenagers? Yes. God, yes. So (laughs) me, it's even harder because my brother, um, like most people that follow me, they know he's an addict and um, he is like the perfect example of someone who got mixed in with the wrong crowd. And it just like completely altered his life. Like he went on a completely different course. So it's so terrifying. I'm like, how do you fix, like, how do you keep that from happening? What do you mean? I can't tell them they can't be friends with these people. Right. (laughs) You know? Yeah. So it's scary. It's scary. It is scary to know that you really don't have the control that you think you do. I yeah. think we just have to guide them by being the best role models that we can for them and then tell them, you know, like if they ask advice, say, okay, well, this is the choice I would make and here's why. And yeah. if you feel this way, tell me why, 
you know, because mm-hmm. one thing we learned, um, my my youngest son is in therapy and my daughter at one point we were in family therapy and the therapist said something to me that from when she was a toddler to now, I think is was brilliant advice. He said, you have to remember that everything is a choice. Let them make a choice. Give them. He goes, it can be something as simple as she's fighting you over what to wear to school. Lay out two outfits. You've already picked both outfits. Mm. Now let her make the choice. What difference does it make? So he said, no no matter it's a small argument that you're having with your child or a big argument, lay out the choices. You've already approved both of them. Then let them pick. They feel like they're driving the car when, in fact, you've already you know, prepped the engine. Right. right? And I loved that advice. And I, I try to remember that every single time we come to some big argument. But I think that's way better than saying you can never see that kid again. That kid's a turd. That kid is a total turd. Uh, We are not doing that. I'm not going to be the one to go bail him out type thing. Right. right? So I agree with you. It's tough. Well, that's always really good about like um, I had like I felt like I had to bring forth a defense if um, you know, they told me no about something. They were like, okay, well, why should we? And we had to have these long conversations and like supporting facts. And uh, <laughs> it was really irritating. In conclusion. Them, now, and I'm like, that's actually probably pretty good because uh-huh. they made me think in depth about it, about right. everything. Yeah. Well, well, that's what I was going to say too, real quick. I'm sorry to keep you. But um, my 17 year old, I'm recently divorced like three, it'll be four years this July. And he's the, he's the toughest one. He's the one who's not dealing with it well. So mm-hmm. this definitely is changing his decision making, I think. Yeah. So that's uh, going to be even harder. <laughs> I know. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. Yep. I Relax. do. <laughs> nice long baths with bath bombs yeah. from Grove Collaborative. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just kidding. But thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate it. You have a great day. Enjoy your you fall love weather. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. So I'm going to pose one more, one more question that we'll take a caller on before we get into our third segment. But how do you ladies feel about directly dis- disciplining somebody else's kid? Never. Never. What about you, Brooke? No. Uh-uh. Can't do it? I'm always like, I don't even like let them have things. I'll be like, what did your mom say? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. Mm-hmm. And so disciplining because it's like such a controversial thing these days. So what if you're out and you're at the playground? Obviously, this is just a hypothetical. Hypothetical. Didn't actually happen last week. <laughs> you're at the playground <laughs> and your, your son, who's 10, um, is playing with another kid from his class who's 10. And you see the other kid shove your kid down into the mulch, just face down. Are you going to go and attempt to discipline that child? Or are you just going to scoop your kid up and peace out? How old is the I kid? Would We're 10. Like They're 10. Tell the kid, hey, not okay. Where's your mom? Where's your mom? Where's your mom? Where's she your used mom? to beat your butt. Where's your mom? Yeah. So I'm going to pass the buck here. Pass the buck. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a caller on this, though. Has anybody had to discipline another person's child, or is that just something that is so taboo you just don't do it? I I know how I would feel if somebody else tried to discipline my kid, especially mm-hmm. if I was there. So I, I would never mm-hmm. want anyone to feel that way. Uh, if somebody pushed my kid, though, it would be really tough 
to keep my mouth shut. Like, here's a stupid example. Yesterday, we were at music class, and Chloe went to grab this little ukulele, and there was a little boy in there um, whose mother had just said, you have to wait for the teacher. So the little boy looked at Chloe when she grabbed it and said, you need to wait for the teacher. And Chloe broke down in tears, mm. and I, I could feel the rage welling up. And I was like, <laughs> I will roundhouse kick a two-year-old right here, right now. <laughs> like, I wouldn't really. It was fine, but I looked at his mom like, please... Please say something. And what did she, did she say anything? Yeah, I think she quietly like said something to him, but I had, you know, I hugged Chloe, sorry. And, um, I made me so sad. I like, that's why I don't want them to leave the house. I can't take them hurting or being people being mean to them. It terrifies me. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got Katie from South Carolina. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, I have a weird situation. Okay. I have three kids of my own, uh-huh. and I look after three kids. Oh. So ah. I get Ugh. it from both sides. So my kids are all really strong, independent boys, really strong. So I'm usually the mom apologizing for, like, my kid punching your kid because your kid pushed mine, mm-hmm. and my kid went all Hulk. <laughs> Hulk. Um, Hulk smash. Yeah, went completely Hulk because he's, you know, just thinking he's protecting himself and other kids. But I recently had an incident where that actual thing just happened. We were at a playground at a festival. Um, all the kids were pushing and shoving. I was wrangling my dogs, my foster dogs, trying to get to him. And he punched again. So when I got there, I said, hey, how's everything doing? The parents came at me, um, verbally attacked me, and then threatened to physically attack my son. Oh, so, my yes, it was insane. This really nice old grandmother, like, stepped in because my dogs were, like, freaking out at this point. And I'm like, you don't want me to release the hounds because, buddy, I will. Oh, um, so she stepped in and she's like, let him apologize. And I said, what happened? Because, well, he pushed me. So I punched him. And I go, oh, God, not again. Not again. Okay. Um, so let's talk about this. We don't need to take it this far. We don't need to do this. He didn't like the fact that I was talking it out with my son. And when my oldest, who is now 15, was little, I would have just whooped his tail. I would have been like, what is wrong with you? But over the years and all the kids I've looked after, I have evolved. And I'm like, tell me what's going on. Now, I don't bubble. Like, my kids don't live in a bubble. They know, you know, bad things happen. They know we're going to go to Walmart and you are not getting that toy. So you can just walk right back by that time. Mm -hmm. But I do like talking about stuff and finding out why they did it. He said the little boy pushed him off the ladder and it just flipped the switch. And I said, okay. And I said, can you go apologize? Because what you should have done is just been like, look, don't do that. But, you know, he's four. He's still working on his right. verbal skills oh, and this things is, like th- that. Th- this was a four-year-old. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and a, a six-year-old pushed my four-year-old. Okay. So, these, weren't swinging yeah, yeah, d- these weren't 14-year-old boys swinging dukes. Oh. No, no. Oh, my goodness. No, believe I, me. Okay. No, no, oh, no. I've Sorry. Had, I've I'm had sitting that, here going, wow, there's brawl at these autumn No, I've had that experience, too. I, oh, yeah, the 15-year-old was punched out last year. Oh, good Because Lord. he got to a classroom before someone. I mean, but see, in my area, it's all about parents being involved. And I talked to him, and I spoke it out, but this father got in my face and was screaming and was so angry. And I said, I am so sorry. We're working on this. I said, can you please apologize? And I addressed it. And I'm just like, you're not understanding. You're elevating this situation where your kid's not going to learn. If he pushed, that's not okay either. Everybody's got to wait. I mean, it's like a slide. It's like, it's going to be there in 10 minutes. It's okay. So we all got to work this out. 
But the problem is, is that kids aren't taught respect. Mm. They're just taught to take. Like my 15 year old got punched in the face because he made it to a class first. And it was all on video cameras in the school and school apologized and all this and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, really? And I'm in the school talking to everybody, but the other kids' parents weren't anywhere there. I'm over here at the playground trying to defuse the situation and I'm getting screamed at and verbally, you know, assaulted by these two parents. And I said, I'm very sorry. Let's try to talk this out and make it better. And nothing was going to make it worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was called trash. I was told I don't belong there. I mean, anything. And kids hear all this and they mimic it. So when you're talking about these kids who are like, you don't want your kid around, you got to look at the adults first mm-hmm. because they mimic our behavior. Yeah, all we can really do is make sure that we're doing our best to raise decent kids who know how to behave, who know not to be bullies, not to pick with on other people, and also maybe teach them how to respond to people when they are um, hit or being picked on. Right? I know. I, yeah, my oldest has mm-hmm. my oldest has got accommodation for helping a kid who is being bullied. He took the kid aside and protected the kid. My middle child actually stopped a kid in kindergarten from hitting another kid. He like got in between and put his hand up. So there's one good thing about my kids being physical. Like they'll always be there to help out the little guy. <laughs> right. But, but I, you're I'm doing a good like, job. You're doing a good job and you're talking about communication and teaching them how to, uh, teaching them using that method to communicate and teach them how to diffuse is good on you. So that's, so that's what you need to continue to do because you're, you're yeah, obviously you know doing a good job with that. I, I tell my kids I'm a failure every day. But I get up and I start the day new and I learn something new. Okay, I learn how to do something better. I, I, I learn how to talk to you better. I learn how to woosah and find my calm point because mommy's about to lose her mind. Well, but, that, and, but that's, a, and that's a good lesson for everybody uh, out there, whether it's with parenting or just daily life. So I appreciate that. But um, we want to thank you for calling in. Thanks, Katie. And um, Thanks, yeah, Katie. and just next time, just leave. Just be like, peace out. Just don't even hang around. Well, you know what? We were working on that. I just had everybody with me. So normally I do that. And, you know, we ended up leaving and my husband was there and I was like, no, no, it's just gonna make the situation worse. I'm like, let's just go. Let's chill. Let's just have a good day. Let's just look forward to what's going on. And we got to learn, use this as a learning experience because the main thing, I don't want to see my kids. I don't want my kids seeing me go uh, Walmart yeah. on people. Yeah, going like, crazy. I need them Hulk to smash. see mom. Yeah, stay yeah. cool and collected and like look at someone and go, that's not how you do it. Because if I fight back with violence, it's just going to teach these kids to. And I'm like, I can't, I can't show, and you know, the ugly side of mom. I'm like, but if the kids are in the car, uh, mommy's gonna let the language fly. Oh. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in, and you have a thanks, great lady. rest of your day, Bye, Katie. You too. You guys have a good afternoon. Bye. Thank you. Bye. So, um, in conclusion, tread lightly when dealing with other people's kids. I think it is. I think it's tough. It's hard to do. And I, I think that what one thing you can do when dealing with other people's kids is let's say that, that a kid grabs, a kid grabs a toy out of your kid's hands. What you can do is go up to your kid and say, Hey, you know, we don't take things from people. I'm sorry that that toy was taken from you, but that's not, that's something that you should do. Right. And so maybe just flip it. Yeah. 
That's good. And then you don't have to discipline the other person's kid. You can just they if it's just a, something little. They're like, oh no, I did that. Yeah. So Brooke, <clears throat> are you ready for this third segment? Probably not. We're all experts. <laughs> Sorry. We're all experts on this next set uh segment. And so we're it's love and marriage. It's gonna be it's brought to <laughs> words are really hard. Words are hard. Love and marriage <laughs> is brought to you by Meredith and Tiffany and Brooke today because we are all spectacular wives. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um so we're gonna be talking about is your marriage fifty fifty in light of the busy Phillips interview. Yeah. We touched on this a little bit. Yeah. Um and I think that we're all pretty open about our marriages mm. and the truth about what it's like. Um, I've talked about before how there was a point where I felt like I was a married single mother, even mm-hmm. though my husband was there. Um, he was working a lot or he didn't know what to do when he was home. And I had a lot of resentment towards him. So it wasn't until I told him this is exactly what I need in order to be happy. Um, if you can't do that, then you need to skedaddle. You're skedaddle. sleeping in the doghouse. Go find me a firefighter. Um, (laughs) So what do people do? What do other people do when their uh, spouses refuse to pitch in? Right. So let's talk about this. So, Brooke, why don't you tell us – and you don't have to get too involved if you don't want to. Um, My husband is physically holding up a sign right now in Studio G that says Husband of the Century. With an arrow pointing to his head. Um, So, Brooke, tell us, if you will um, (laughs) – do, do you have a 50-50 split in your household? Is that Do you guys meet in the middle? Okay, so we do not because my husband works a ton. He usually works six or seven days a week, and he also works second shift. So we have a really jacked schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think we're just two different people. Like my husband's very messy, and it's more important for him – that the outside of our house, like we have some land, he, he's more concerned that everything looks top notch out there. Whereas I'm like, Hey, looks like a dumpster fire in here. <laughs> uh, don't you know. And so a lot of times he'll get up and like, he just goes straight outside and I'm like, Hey, and I have to reel him back in, but no, it's not 50, 50. And I don't expect it to be, but I think, I don't know. That's something we struggle with pretty often as I, I, I expect him to do a little more and yeah. And you know what's so interesting is as an outsider, I'm looking at your situation and I'm like, oh my gosh, I would love for my husband to get out in the yard and do something. And yeah. that's what's happening in your life, but you'd rather him be doing something else. And so I think the grass is always greener. Well, but I think that also begs this first question and then we can take a caller on this one. It's It's priorities. Yes. So mm. the question really is, there's two of you in this marriage. And you each have something that you prioritize that needs to be done. And nine times out of ten, I think, this is a statistic that I I did the Google with, nine times out of ten, your priorities, this has been professionally vetted, uh, they are not the same. So Brooke is saying, I want more help inside because it's a friggin' dumpster fire. And her husband is like, did you see the lawn? Did Did you tell him that you wanted help inside? Yes. And he's just a messy person. So he just like leaves stuff out. And then I'm like standing in the corner, like giving him demon eyes, you know, festers. Um, But it's just, yeah, it's like something like he has to be intentional about it. He he doesn't mean to be messy. He just is. Mm. And it drives me nuts. 
Yeah. But so, he's working on it. So let's take a caller. <laughs> Somebody out there tell tell me if you if you share the uh what was the word I just used? Uh responsibility. The Google. The Google word. Where I was talking about the Google. I don't remember. Responsibilities. Priorities, priorities for the love of all things holy. <laughs> if you share prior- the same priorities with your husband in terms of the work that's going on, and if you don't, I just want to hear a little bit about your marriage because I'm nosy. Because <laughs> personally, I can tell you nine times out of ten, as as vetted by Google, um, we don't. So my husband is a fantastic husband and I love him to pieces and he pitches in way more than he used to, but our mm. priorities are still absolutely not the same. Mm. Cause I'll, I'll be like, okay, I'm so glad that you helped with the dishes, but you didn't clean off the stove. You didn't wipe down the counters. You didn't clean off the placemats on the table and there's still like two pots. Okay. And then he's like, well, nothing I ever do is good enough for Correct. you. So I'm not even going to bother. Right. That's what happens with me. So that's why sometimes I take what I can get. Well, and that's another that's another thing that we'll that we'll hit on. But let's see what let's see what we've got here. All right. So we have a caller. We've got Karen from Arizona. Hi, Karen. Hi. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm oh, this fine. is my Karen. Yes, it I is. Yours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to a dentist. I'm going to have oral surgery done today. So. Oh, oh I'm gosh. sorry. Poopy doodles. Yeah. Okay. So tell us, because you're a newlywed. Yes. So are the priorities um, the shared and the same? No, but um, my husband, he works for a uniform company, and he works for only four days a week. It's usually typically either Monday through Thursday or Tuesday through Friday. But um, he works like 60 to 70 hours a week. And so I typically, I've been a really good housewife. I make sure that he has lunch every morning or every day. And I try to get up at four o'clock in the morning when he leaves for work and make him breakfast or get him something. And then I also have to take care of my grandma and get my kids to school. And then I clean and cook and do all the laundry and everything. I try not to make him do anything other than take out the trash because I don't like doing that. (laughs) Same. Wow. So you're wow. like a my, dream wife. My husband just looked at me and said, can you take notes while Karen is talking? Because I'd like <laughs> you to get to be up. like that. <clears throat> well, but credit? here's my, but so here's my next question here and I'll give this to Brooke. Okay. <laughs> because here, Karen is a newlywed and I, I mean, newlywed. Mm. She was married a couple months ago. And no, so just a month ago, a month ago. Okay. Congrats. So, so literally this is newlywed heaven. Brooke, how long have you been married? <laughs> Uh, almost four years. So four years, oh. which is a good. And how how many, Tiffany? Um, same four. Four. I'm fifteen. So oh, so wow. I everybody's like, so oh wow. I together. had no I had no idea she was that old. Um, okay, but so Brooke, <laughs> do you think this is something that is is going to be able to be maintained by Karen in terms of? Do you think that it's going to still look like this in four years? I, and I'm not look. I'm just asking. These are just questions. Karen, I love Karen. Karen knows that I love her. She's a delight. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, do you think this is something that Karen can maintain for four years? Probably not. At least not. It, it wasn't for me. Um, 
What starts I think to it happen? Like kind of sets like an unrealistic expectation. And then like what happens is you have more kids, for instance, that was my thing. So I had more on my plate so that I'm not able to do all these extra things. And then I'm kind of like, hey, I need you to chip in a little bit. And they're like, whoa, this is how it's always been. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's like maintainable if you have more kids. And and the only thing that I'm going to interject, because I've had several, several conversations with Karen, and this is something that I would say to everybody in here. Um, I, I think you're a fantastic wife and mom, and you guys love each other, and it's so yes. great you got married, and um, we wish you nothing but absolute luck, but but what 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 Brooke's point was exactly what I thought she was going to say is sometimes unrealistic expectations can cause problems later on. Now, if you yeah. are just so damn happy to do all of these things and you love it with every fiber of your being, go do it, girl. Go get it and love it and enjoy it because that's what makes you happy and that's what makes you tick. I think sometimes as women – we we set forth an expectation and then we assume that they're going to start to pitch in because they see how much we're giving and then we think they're going to give back and then when they don't it's like what the heck why didn't you offer why didn't you offer me any more assistance and then you can have some resentment so or just feel like they me, don't appreciate it th- then you don't that's it appreciation that. yeah so my husband um uh, I have I suffer from chronic back pain. Mm-hmm. I've had eight surgeries on my back for something that has nothing to do with my back. But um, so I I've been doing so much. Like I this past week I've slacked off with laundry a little bit, but I've been to the point where I haven't had any laundry left over for the past month. Oh my God, Karen! God, yeah, Karen figured out how to get the laundry done. And, <laughs> crap. Some people like and that stuff. So for I just rewashed a load this morning. <laughs> So with my husband, um, if I'm in pain or anything, he'll come home and he'll cook dinner and he'll do the laundry or he'll do the dishes. There you go. The only thing that's been really annoying to me is the dishwasher. We have a dishwasher and I refuse to unload it. I have two children that I just got um, more custody to them than than their father did. And that's a good thing. And I keep telling him, like, I will give you chore money if you guys do chores. Uh And I would rather wash dishes by hand than unload the dishwasher. I don't know why, Mm -hmm. but I don't like unloading the dishwasher. So I will go and do dishes, and I will put the dishes away that are on the the dish rack and stuff, but I won't do the dishwasher. And um, he's gotten to the point where he'll come home and take care of the stuff that I don't want to do. Then I then you know and what I'd okay. say that's relatively you've got a good split a good meet in the middle there if he's pitching in when when he sees that you need the help or or whatever and like I said mm-hmm. I I don't I'm not going to throw any type of judgment over anybody's marriage because whatever works for you is is what you need to do because the two of you are in there yeah. together it's not the two of you and his parents it's not the two of you and your best friend it's not the two of you and a firefighter wait. And you remember the Wait, you remember what? the parents, don't you? Yeah. Well, but that's what I'm saying. So you have to remember that in the end, because I spent a lot of years, a lot of years arguing, having arguments over the two of us and the in-laws, right? And it's like what the in-laws yeah. think of this or what they have to say about that or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, none of that matters. There are two people that came into this union. There's the only two people that I need to worry that we need to worry about and communicate with. So thank you, Karen, for calling in. We appreciate it, and we wish you nothing but wedded bliss. And I love you, um, 
Tiffany, Aww. I think you're amazing. Thanks for including I'm also, me. I just wanted to say one more thing. I'm a, I'm a li- almost 11 years sober, and you're a very inspirational person. So. Yes, amazing. Thank you. Great Con- job. Congrats, Thank you, ladies. Thank you. All right, have a good Goodbye. one. You too. Bye. Um, sorry. What about, like, okay, so military families, for example, mm-hmm. um, where the husband has gone a lot and the, the wife – is home with the children all the time. Um, I think that there's this idea on, on men's part anyway, that this is our job when they're gone, when they're at work, they're out in the hot sun, they're doing their thing. It is our job to be in the air conditioning, cleaning, taking care of the kids. So those are the roles. And I know that that can be frustrating because they don't realize how much work goes into cleaning and taking care of a little person at the Mm -hmm. same time. And I used to have to break that down. So, um, I know somebody asked if we wanted a military perspective and I, I was just thinking about that. I know a lot of military spouses feel like married single mothers and it's tough. Well, they have to be. Right. For for the for the length of deployment, they most they most absolutely are married single moms or or husbands if if the woman is deployed. Right. But that it has to be because and then I know because we do have a lot of military um, families in here. Mm -hmm. I, I know that, you know, what they say is that it's also there's a hard adjustment period when they come home, when the spouse comes yeah. home. And so you have to deal with that as well. And especially if they're a lifer where it's not one deployment or two deployments, it could be four deployments. And so that has to be extremely taxing on a marriage and a relationship. And we obviously thank you for your service because yeah. it's not just your spouse that's serving, you're serving as well because you got married and now you're doing a lot of that on your own. Do we have anybody um, who is in a military relationship that would be willing to call in and give us some insight or what your thoughts are on this? I know there was one person. Um, yeah, call in if you can. And if not, we'll, t- we'll talk about this in the meantime. So what is – so Brooke, what yes. is your spouse's definition of clean or proper? So if you go to do something, let's say you're going to go clean a toilet, right? And uh-huh. you're cleaning this toilet, and this toilet is sh- shines bright like diamonds, shine like a diamond. Uh-huh. Um, and you then said to your husband, "I need you to go clean the other toilet." If you handed him that scrub brush, would it look like your toilet, or would it look mm-hmm. like Skidmark City when he was done cleaning uh, it? Um, it would it would probably be clean if I handed him the supplies because he probably doesn't know where they are. <laughs> <laughs> True that. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I told him to, he would do it right. He's that kind of person. Like, he's he usually doesn't, like, half-ass anything. Okay, it's just I a matter respect of, like, that. I he's respect not going to take the initiative to go clean the toilet. Right, 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 right. But you're saying that you're – so your definition of clean and proper is probably the same as his when you go to give him – when you say, hey, I need this done. Could you help me with this? Yeah. It's just right. that he doesn't care as much if everything's clean and proper. Mm-hmm. And, and I think in our in our marriage, like I would tell my husband, I need you to go clean that toilet. And then I think I would there. No, your kids like, would graduate high school clean after. Right. It would be like, no, there's pee everywhere still. Like it's duty. It's duty city. What about are they when you ask your guys something or you tell them you want something done? Do they do it right away? Or do you find a week <laughs> oh later you're like, what happened with the sink I asked you about? Okay, so wait. I'm going to tell you guys a short story. Okay. <laughs> so my toilet has been broken for months. 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 There you months, go. That's months. the answer. My toilet has been broken <laughs> for months. Four weeks ago now, we went to Home Depot, and my husband said, I'm going to fix the toilet. 
I'm going to buy the thing that we need to fix the toilet. So I got really excited. This is how sick marriage is. I got so excited. <laughs> I was like, so oh, my sad. gosh, I'm going to get to flush a duty and not have to look at it for six hours because <laughs> whatever's broken in the toilet tank doesn't let the water fill. So it only fills up sometimes. So you can only flush sometimes. Ooh. So they'll be like, my kids will dump on top of dumps. And then it's oh like a gosh. freaking porta potty in oh my God. house. So then, like, as soon as the water, as soon as I hear the water turn on and fill up, I run to go flush toilets in the house because I know I can flush the duty now. It's time. So I was sitting in there the other morning, and I go to go to the bathroom, and I lift the lid. There's a big old duty in the toilet, right? So I go to flush it. It doesn't flush. I look down to the left, and there is the toilet kit that he purchased four weeks ago from Home Depot that has yet to be placed into said broken toilet. And I said to him, but it's next to it, right? It's next to it. And I said to him, <laughs> you promised me that I wouldn't have to look at duty anymore. And I even said to him, I even said to him, if you tell me how to fix this, I will go fix it myself. And he said, no, you're, I don't want you to touch it. You'll break it. So I have been sitting so with a duty toilet for months and I can tell if we could go into my bathroom, I'd show you right now. It's sitting next to the I'm toilet. Okay. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> so here's the ironic part of my marriage is that my husband is an electrician and he's a maintenance man at his job. And I yell at him all the time because I'm like, hey, can you maintain our house? Can you do that? Do <laughs> hey. It, he's like, work? I do it all day at work. I don't want to do it at home. Yeah. That's what my That's exactly uses. It. So it's, I guess it's like if you're married to like an auto mechanic, your car is probably never going to get fixed. I think um, but right. I have found if you offer to fix it yourself, they'll usually get it done pretty quickly. Or if you offer other things. Oh, I meant money. What are you? What? I was thinking sexual yeah, favors. No, that's where I was oh, going. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 <laughs> I was just kidding. Oh, I was yeah. just kidding. Give them a cookie. <laughs> I thought, no, it's a nookie. Not cookie, Brooke. It's nookie. It was nookie it, a very long cookie. time ago. Oh, you call it cookie. Yeah. Oh, I no, call it the sex. <laughs> I I call it dusting off the cobwebs. Oh, that's attractive. (laughs) That is hot. I think, did we have somebody? Well, we do have a, I think we do have a caller. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I think there's a, we could also do a segment on just things people call sex. Oh, yeah. Could we? Oh, we could. I don't see why not. We'll have to add that onto next month's agenda. Can't wait. I can't wait. For that. Yeah. I would like to one day introduce like telling embarrassing sex stories mm. or like, oh. you know what I mean? Like, cause I've, we're not going to talk about mine, but it is horrific. Uh, then we are going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> we've got Christina from Georgia who has two kids. Christina, welcome. I Hello? I hear nope. her somewhere else in this room, but I'm not in my ear. Hello? Far, far right away. There. there you are, Christina. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's a little chaotic right now. <laughs> oh, I hear it. So you're a military yeah. mom, a spouse. Yes. Yes, and I'm also a veteran as well. Oh, so, gay girl. This is an interesting dynamic. So what? It, what? tell us a little bit about being a military spouse and being um, ex-active military about deployment and being, like, what's the deal? Like, is it just simply single parenting? It's, um, you experience two different types of stresses. You have all the stresses of taking care of the kids, the house, and there's always a rule where when the spouse is away, everything just breaks. Mm-hmm. 
and that's happened all three times when my husband's been gone. Okay. <laughs> it sounds so like you've got an alien problem take, over there. <laughs> yes, we have to take that into consideration as well. And um, from the active duty side, I I was deployed twice to Iraq. And you, it's really, really weird because we have to, um, we kind of have to compartmentalize ourselves and keep our minds away from home just right. to keep our, just to keep our mental state on the job itself. Because I, if you just happen to. Yeah, I can't even imagine that. I can't even imagine trying to like be de- how do how do people like okay so you're a veteran were you ever deployed yeah uh to iraq twice okay so so what was it like just a just a a snippet of what was it like being deployed with your kids back home were they with your husband was he taking care of them um i wasn't i was never married oh times that i was gone oh okay okay um but I've been deployed with a lot of people who had kids, and mm-hmm. of course they talk about their kids all the time, every day. Right. And the first time I went, we didn't have the technology that we have now to where we could Skype every day mm-hmm. if you, you know, wanted to see your kids, because all we had at the time was letters the first time. Oh my gosh, yeah. It is great, though, that we have the technology that we can now, that these families can stay connected. I saw a commercial that made me cry where, I don't know if it was AT&T or one of them, but they were... They were, or maybe it was Apple, they were FaceTiming and the guy was helping his kids with his math homework, you know, and he had been deployed for like, there was a counter on the thing. It was like 189 days or whatever. And they were doing math together. And then at the end, he did this math problem where he gave the kid an answer and it said four. And he goes, you know what this four means? And they're letting his kids like, what? And he's like, that's how many days till I come home. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I was just just a puddle, right? Because I was like, this is so moving. I'm going to change my subscription to AT&T right now. (laughs) Like it was one of those things because you just, like we talked about earlier in the show, you empathize. Mm -hmm. And even though I have no idea what it's like to be you or, or as ex active or a military spouse, I can tell you that as a parent, I empathize. Yeah. This last appointment we had, um, my son had just been diagnosed with autism. Mm -hmm. And so that adds a whole different yes. kind of crazy. I'm sorry, but please know that there's so much that w- you can do in terms of therapy and um, uh, stuff at school with um, different types of OT and PT and speech and family therapy works great in our house. And there's all sorts of uh, different things that you can do because uh, my youngest is autistic. So please know that you're not alone there. And if you ever have questions or need support, you, uh, you can contact the page. Of course, of course. But like I said, you know, being over there is different because you you have to keep your, your mental state there because mm-hmm. you don't know if you're going to get shot at. <laughs> you uh, don't so know. I can't, that's what I'm saying. I can't even, I just, there's a very special person. It takes to go and do that job. And so we thank you so much for your service and we applaud you and thank you for calling in and yeah. shedding some light on that. And we just appreciate that you're here in the community. So thank you. Yes. Well, I was going to say one thing. Um, even though my husband is active duty, he still helps with the kids. Oh, he good. helps with the house. Aww. That's wonderful. So, I wondered about that. So he, yeah, that's what, that was the point I was trying to make is that even though he's the breadwinner of the house, 
I'm the one who gets up with the kids every morning and takes them to school and all that. But when he's home, he takes over everything. Wow, that's, that's wonderful. Awesome. I so bet he a, just it's, misses it's them not a so 50, much. 50. Yeah, it's not a 50-50. It's 100 or 100. Yeah. I like that though. I bet it, I bet it's just he misses misses you guys so damn much when he's gone, you know? And then it's like he gets Oh yeah, he, he makes up for it. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, thank Yay. you and your family for your service. We truly appreciate you. Thank you. You have a great one. You too. Bye. Happy weekend. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> that's a thing. Happy weekend. It's okay. Friday. Yes. You know what? Mm. Sorry. This is off topic. But I have mixed emotions about Fridays as mm. like a stay-at-home mom mm. because then they're my ki- extra work. I'm trapped in a house with them all day, and mm-hmm. there's no relief. Right. I, I wasn't going to say that out loud. I should have stopped before I started. But that's, that's why what everybody thinks. You need to get like getting yeah. out of the house and taking them to do things seems exhausting, but it helps pass the time. But anyway. oh, it does. No, you do need to do that. I I think the first couple. With the first kid, we didn't understand that. Right. Because we were all like, no, no, this is when the baby sleeps. Mm. No, no, this is when the baby doodles. <laughs> no, no, this is. And then we literally went stir crazy. And then we realized, no, we need to pe- We need to go. We yeah. need to go. You need to tuck and roll and go. And then, then we started to, to really do a lot of things outside of the house. And it does. You got to kill some time, man. But it's like it's exhausting to think about leaving the house. But mm-hmm. it's exhausting to stay. So it's a catch. It is. 22. Catch 22. So, Brooke. Yes. We loved spending time with you today. I had fun. Thanks for having me on. There was a pause there. Yeah. Way to hesitate. (sighs) (laughs) I didn't know if you were going to say anything else. I was waiting for a compliment on the show (laughs) and how wonderful you thought we were, Brooke. But it's cool. (laughs) Hey, I sent you a text when I listened to the first episode. Within like five minutes, I literally LOL. She did, and it was great. And then I was like, all right. Oh, you got a text? Yeah, well, Brooke and I, like I told you, I farted in front of Brooke. Wow. Okay. We're friends. No, that's cool. It does solidify a friendship. I'm glad. Okay. I'll let you know when I'm hey, ready to toot in front of you. We give gifts now. Yeah. Wow. Why don't you guys make out? Ah, I don't do that. It's gross. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Brooke, okay, is there I'm anything kind of... that we missed that you yeah. want to talk about? Tell us about yourself. Is there anything oh. you want to put in last minute on the spot? You like caterpillars no. or no? you know how like when people ask you, what do you like to do for fun? And then you're like, uh, who am I? What do I, that's how I feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> what else is there about me? I'm a mom. That's I'm it. a mom. Do yeah. I do other things? I know you used to though. Didn't, didn't you own a bakery? Yeah. I had a bourbon what? cupcake company. Yeah. <gasps> it was really fun. It was a really fun job she had. Yeah. I mean, are you so I, made, I lived in the bourbon capital of the world, so like all of the distilleries are out there in Kentucky, and I made bourbon cupcakes in a jar and shipped them all over. Wait, were you on Shark Tank? I was not. Okay. I get that a lot, though. Sorry, that wasn't me. I got the I make boozy cupcakes. Okay, so you get down. That she, sounds great. She gets down. Yeah, but but she's I mean, a little not baker. the booze. I can't, you know. But right. the, the fact it sounds good it. for people who like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, we we absolutely loved having you on the show and just want to thank you again. And of course, I'm excited because although I am missing the Nashville event, <clears throat> I will be with you in April for mm. the Louisville event. Louisville, yes. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Louisville. Louisville. Get it right, Meredith. <laughs> You're embarrassing us. Louisville, no, funny. here I come. It's funny because they make shirts of like all the different ways that you can say Louisville. It's Louisville. 
L-U-L-V-U-L. Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. And then other people say Louisville, Louisville. No. But there's only one right way. Louisville. Interesting. I'm coming to Louisville. All right. Well, we're excited about that. And that's coming up in April. Yeah, April 13th. Um, yes. See you then. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going. Okay. Um, anywho. So join us next week when Meredith and I get very personal. Oh, I'm going to get serious about this. Mm. Join us next week when Meredith and I get very personal and share some things that we have never shared publicly before. Yes. So take it or leave it is an advice is show struggle. Jesus. (laughs) Case Case in point. Um, Take it or leave it is an advice is show hosted by two struggling moms who have have no no idea idea what what we're we're doing. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. That was intense. It's socials. We didn't. I skipped that. We did socials. Oh, our own socials. Yeah. yeah whatever. I don't even okay. care. That's okay. We we share socials. You know where to time. find us. But yes. But we also, um, what? I was wrong. I'm sorry. What happened? I moved. I moved. I was dancing. But thank you, Brooke. We really do appreciate you coming on. We had a blast. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks so much, friend. Yeah. I'll see you Thanks soon. Thanks for having me. Of course. Anytime. So just remember, when you go to hang this up, leave it downloading because we need to get your audio. Okay. What? All right. You have a it. you have a good day. You too. See you. Bye. Bye. All right. So these people in the chat room got a real show today. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, things. Brooke, okay. you're still there. We can't say. Okay. Okay. Bad we were still talking. You. Oh, I, we were just going to start talking here? crap about oh you. My God. That's embarrassing. I know. So okay, you're part? done with me. Ah, <laughs> bye. See ya. No, literally. <laughs> All right. I don't know how to, I don't know how, can you just, so anyway, so make sure next week that you come back and join us on Wednesday at 1030 because, because you don't want to miss the shit show that is to the take it or leave it advice-ish podcast for parents. Yes. We're coming out of our shells. Ah, I'm I'm letting my freak flag fly from now on. How can we get in trouble though? Like what's the limit? I can't believe I said fathers. Oh, do Listen, I was trying really hard to I keep almost, it together. I think I peed a little. Can I just say something really quick? Mm-hmm. The reason I was laughing when that girl was sharing her heartfelt military story is because I made a comment about there being a- aliens there. And she said, yeah, we got to deal with that, too. <laughs> but I don't think she heard what I said. She didn't. <laughs> I, love, I loved it because she didn't hear you at all. And then when I heard her say we have to deal with that, too, I'm like, where do they live? I tried to. <laughs> We have aliens, and we weren't. We were not. We were not making fun whatsoever. No, I tried really. Hard. I reeled it in quick because yeah. I was like, "This is this." I asked for this kind of call. This is serious. But no, it was, and she was I great kept for going sharing for a long time. But I really, we thought that there were aliens. Oh, but no, it was. It I think. Was so I think it was just the kids. I think the kids were just wrestling. Around. I knew it wasn't really aliens. No, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Meredith's but, like, I think it was her children. <laughs> <laughs> the aliens left last week. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so come back and check this out next week on Wednesday. But have a great rest of your day, guys. Yes, thanks for hanging out, friends. Bye. Goodbye.